stories. Powerful stories. Amen? Powerful stories. Well, we are part of... Yeah, give them a hand. Absolutely. And uh, the voices are coming across the mountains there is just uh, was exquisite as far as I'm concerned. It's amazing what you can do remotely. Well, we are um, starting our Passionate Peace series, as Pastor Julie said. It is just so great to have friendly faces uh, in the room, smiling faces. Give us a smile because I'll, uh, I'll, I'll be able to feel that and everyone watching online will be able to feel that as well, all right? So uh, I'd encourage you, this is, this is not a TV studio, this is church, this is a contact sport. I know it's contactless and we're, we're important that, you know, we've got we've to keep all that in check. But uh, what I mean is let's jump all in. Amen? Is that cool? That's it. A little bit of noise is really, really good. A lot of noise is really, really good. Amen? Oh, you missed that cue. A lot of noise is really, really good. Amen? Yeah, I love it. That's fantastic. All right, so we're starting our Passionate Peace series. And uh, today, as uh, you may have noticed, is all about purpose and finding purpose. But not just finding purpose, but living, even living on purpose. I'm so glad that you're here because you came here on purpose, right? Like you just didn't wake up and suddenly you were here. You had to get up a fraction earlier. You made it across here and, uh, and you're here. It was by, by, not by any mistake, to say the least. I'm going to ask you to open your Bibles to Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. And we're going to read this together. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. And Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 says this, unto us. Everybody say, unto us. How about you could say it unto me? How about you say that? Unto me. Yeah, a child is born. And unto us, a son is given. And we could easily just uh, read through the Bible and, and read through uh, biblical stories and just, you know, look at it like a fictional book of just stories that are just so distant from us. But really, this scripture, these two lines are just so incredibly powerful if we just take a moment today to have a really, really good look at it and break it down. So we can find the scripture sometimes hard to relate to. You know, uh, you, we, we can think of uh, times where there's been babies or pe little people born into our family and, and how exciting that is. And for some, that was a long time ago. For some, it was more recent. But here in this story, we see just in this scripture alone, which was written by the prophet Isaiah, given by God. And it says, here is a baby boy that all of creation, every spiritual dimension and every created thing has been waiting for. The Bible describes Jesus as the lamb slain even before the very foundation of the earth. And yet, can you imagine holding baby Jesus and realizing and seeing that in that baby boy's eyes. Can you imagine? Just, just, just do it with me. Just, just grab those arms, however you might hold little baby Jesus. Just hold and, and just picture, just, you might need to close your eyes or you may just need to look down and look down and here is this baby that all of creation all of creation has been waiting for. 
all of creation. In fact, all of creation was made by him, this little baby right here. Amazing. Now, of course, you can't have a baby without a father, and Jesus had the best of both worlds. He had heavenly father, a bit like us, really, heavenly father, <clears throat> and, of course, an earthly father by the name of Joseph. Well, a stepdad, even. He was, a blended, he was in a blended family from the beginning, both in heaven and on earth, giving his son to become the first that knew no sin. And he actually became sin itself. Not only that that little baby boy became sin itself on our behalf, but that he would receive the curse of sickness for the entire earth so that we would be free of it. All in this baby boy. A father's son, a mother's son, a baby boy destined to experience 30 years of development, three years of ministry, three days of hell, risen to be the all-powerful and completely holy saviour of the world. Amen. Can you imagine this story right now? Now today I want you to, to put yourself in this story. Is this cool? Are we good? Right. So unto us, unto you and me. Have you, ever, have you ever received a gift that you didn't really want? You know, it's like, you know, Nana's knitted socks. Like, who, who wears knitted socks? I, I know somebody who wears knitted socks and they're the, the hottest thing. And I'm not talking hot, I'm talking temperature hot, right? You're right. Um, but, you know, have you ever received hankies, like for Christmas? Like, do people still use hankies? I just think it's weird that you'd carry around in your pocket something that your body's really trying hard to get rid of. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> anyway, but hankies, like, uh, you know, if I, I got from my beautiful grandmother who's home to be with the Lord at the moment, and, uh, well, she's not changing the dress there, so she's staying there. And, uh, you know, I, I remember as a, as, as a young man getting hankies for Christmas, and it was, thanks, I would have preferred Lego, but uh, that's okay. Um, I will treasure them for the rest of my life, right? But, you know, I'm not saying Jesus was a gift that they wanted to give back, but sometimes, have, have you ever thought about kids not being a gift? Like, whose idea was this? Like, you know, we, kids, kids play up sometimes. Is that right? Never, 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 never play up, never play up. No, that's right. And you can sort of go, well, you know, you know, who, are they really a gift? But hey, we know, we know kids that, who, kids, my kids that are watching as well. Kids are a gift. Amen? Children are a gift. Amen? Come on, help me out. Children are a gift. Amen? All right, okay. And a gift can only be, be received once it's given, Correct. Like, you know, if I, if, if I asked Anna to marry me and I just held on to the ring, <laughs> will you marry me? She goes, oh, wow, yes, yes. And I go, no problems. I just put it back in the box, slipped it in my pocket and no worries, I got the yes. No, that's a gift to be given, amen? And a gift can't be given unless it is received exactly that's right and yet here in Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 it says unto us unto me unto you a, a child is born unto us a son is given 
See, Jesus came with extraordinary purpose. He was and is a gift given to us as receivers. For all who would receive him, he is a gift. John 10.10 said this very clearly. Jesus' words said, I have come that they may have life and life to its what? Fullest, absolute fullest, amen? Think of your car. If you've got a car, think of your car. Somebody designed that with a purpose, right? Somebody designed it with a purpose in mind. It's like you don't necessarily take your high ace van to pick up the girlfriend's heart, girlfriend that you're trying to win her heart in. Is that right? Like, is a high ace van cool? Oh, a high ace van is cool. Is it all right? If it's been lowered, got some window, you know, tinted windows and everything like that. Um, uh, if if a bloke turns up to pick up Shyla one day in like 40 years time, uh, in a in a high ace, I'll be saying on your bike, son, come back later, right? But you know. Uh, every single car has been designed with a purpose, okay? And you're not, you're not going to take a Ferrari driving on Fraser Island. Is that right? It's not going to get very far, <laughs> right? But gee whiz, you take that puppy out on the highway and you give it a little bit of the right foot and it comes into its purpose, built for speed, amen? Who's ready to have a Ferrari this year? That'd be nice. Let me put it this way. If you were given a car all paid for, insurance, fuel, all paid for for the next five years, and yet you just parked it in the garage, what would the giver think of you? <laughs> Are you silly? I've given you everything here that you can enjoy that car for all that it has been designed for. Right? You'd be silly not to take it for a drive, at least on the weekends, <laughs> right? Whether it's a Ferrari or a high ace van, all right? But cars are for going places and experiencing them. Jesus also is for going places and experiencing him. If we were given a gift, Unto us, a child is born, and we never shared him, and we never experienced him, then I would suggest that it reflects maybe a poverty mentality of where we just try and hold things away just in case we lose them. Or we could be people who don't fully understand the gift and the purpose of why he has been given to us. Unto us. Everybody say, unto us. Can you imagine as Father God or, you know, even as Joseph or Mary holding Jesus, knowing that at some point he's going, he is given for a purpose and he's given to people who some will love, some will hate and despise, some will care for, and yet some will even kill. The hope of the world in that little baby boy. I remember one time, some of you may already be familiar with this story, but um, uh, 
Joshua, our son, uh, had a condition called plagio carefully of where his central suture, suture was uh, fused together uh, in utero and, uh, and it caused his head to uh, grow in a long way. And you might see him, you know, some people think, oh, cool, zigzags in his hair. Well, no, that's actually a scar from an operation he had. And he had a, basically a complete skull reconstruction. But the point is this, is that when I took him in to the hospital and laid him on the bed as a little you know, nine-month-old little bubby who looked up at me and said, Dad, look at all these flashy lights and all these people walking around. Uh, as I laid him on the bed uh, there and as they um, started to, to put him off to sleep for the, ready him for the operation, here I was in this moment just trusting my precious son in the hands of complete strangers. People we, I, we had only really met just a few times, but we knew that the operation was necessary to save his life and, 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 and that was a powerful thing. But to be able to just lie him down there and just, I'm trusting him. I'm trusting him. I mean, I'm, we, we, we were trusting God fully. Don't, don't get me wrong, but here, trusting him. It's like, man, that's what Father did with Jesus. He trusted the earth with the darling of heaven, the Bible describes Jesus as, because he came with such incredible purpose. There was purpose in this child. I don't know about you, but when you hold a baby, do you start to ask yourself the questions? I know I do. What is this little person going to become like? Are they going to be a little tyrant? <laughs> Are they going to be a politician? They're going to be a pastor. They're going to be a missionary. What are, are they going to be? Who are they going to be? And as you look at that little baby with the fullness of what's going to be their gifting, you know, who, who are they going to become? What's, are they going to have a professional three pr professions? Are they going to be musically gifted? Are they going to be artistic? As you hold that baby, such, such incredible destiny and purpose, Jesus knew even as a baby, why he had come. Joseph and Mary knew why Jesus had come with great purpose. In fact, I'm going to give you a list of 22 things of why Jesus came. And I'm going to say them quickly, but do you know that just in the Old Testament alone, there are over 300, scholars believe that there are over 300 prophecies about the coming of Jesus before the day of his birth. Extraordinary. Extraordinary. And so, are you ready? Number one, this is why Jesus came. To do the will of the Father. To see sinners forgiven and life given. To bring light into a dark world. To be made like his people and be our example. To bear witness to truth. To destroy the works of the devil. To give eternal life. To receive worship. To bring great joy. To demonstrate true humility. To preach the good news. To bring right judgment. To give his own life as a ransom for many. To fulfill God's law. To reveal God's love for every person. To call sinners 
to repent. He came to die for us. He came to seek and save the lost. He came to serve us. He came to bring peace. He came to heal the brokenhearted. And he came to adopt you and me into the absolute family of God. This is the purpose why that little baby boy was born all in one. And I can, I can, I, I can, there's a lot more, but that's the highlight. You can get excited about some of this, folks. Amen? Amen? Jesus gives life and power through the power of the Holy Spirit. And Jesus was a son, and yet he was a king. Now, if I was directing the birth of Jesus right? We're, we are all now directors in the birth of Jesus. Like we're in, in heaven and we're just a lot of, you know, brainstorming, you know, how are we going to conduct this? Well, you know, I would turn up and I'd go, well, I imagine like a castle, you know, the, the opening of Disney movies and things like that, you know, that castle and, and it sweeps down through the river and, and then there's fireworks at the perfect moment of, you know, over the castle. Anybody re remember that over Disney, right? All right. You know, if, if I was at, as you know, uh, I'm not going to, you know, don't picture the birth too much, but let's say Jesus takes his first breath and then fireworks in the top of the castle. You know, if I was directing this moment, the birth of the saviour of the world, I would have like flipping fog machines, lights. There would be a grand thing, you know, or at the very least, it would be like a Simba moment of Lion King, you know, you know, uh, what's the song? Right, yeah, right. Or can you feel the love tonight? And we're all, oh, Jesus is born. No. Father has him born in what we believe is probably a cave out in the sheep fields. Um, the manger was probably a stone manger. I'm sorry if I'm bursting people's perfect little Christmas nativity scene, but it, was not a, it wasn't a stable. It doesn't say that. Uh, what it actually refers to is a manger, which was a, a, a stone a drinking trough for sheep. And I think it's actually important to note about that is that he was probably born in the sheep fields of where shepherds cared for the sheep that were prepared for sacrifice. What's the scripture? The lamb slain before the foundation of the earth. It is highly possible that he was born in the very fields where the lambs were delivered and birthed and reared for temple sacrifice. And yet Jesus was there as well. Everybody else had a better experience. Shepherds, angels, la la la, right? <laughs> Mary at least had, an, had Gabriel come, the angel. That's cool. Joseph at least had a dream of where an angel came. But no, at the birth of Jesus, here he is in the cold, dark. I mean, I take my hat off to Joseph. Like he's a good midwife, right? Right? He did a good job. Mary did an amazing job too, right? Notice all the men are very quiet on that. But here Jesus is born to a mum who's an unmarried teenager, betrothed to a chippy. <laughs> They had to travel approximately 115 kilometers, heavily pregnant, 
not in a high ace. There's another word for a donkey, I think. Only to be rejected at their family's inn. Jesus was a king born in the most humble, plain and controversy filled, less than ideal circumstances that one could imagine. And yet he still had incredible purpose. He still had it, didn't he? He still had it. Amazing, amazing purpose. Have you ever felt as though you've been in the less than ideal circumstances and you go, what is my purpose? Why? You may have experienced that over the last two years. What is my purpose? Why am I here? Let me tell you, friend, Jesus has called you for a purpose. He's called you for such a time as this. You have been born with such amazing and incredible purpose. Because I know this because every design has a designer. Hello? You have a designer. As we started off the scripture, it was unto us a child is born. Unto us, a son is given. Unto me, Jesus was born. Unto me, another father's son was given. Unto you, Jesus came. He lived to show you how to. Unto death, He died in our place. Unto you, a father gave. So that you could say yes. And unto you, he gave the ability to be called son and daughter. If we would just say yes to our purpose. Yes, to the purpose of why Jesus came. So I'm asking you today, we often make decisions around the end of the year for a New Year's resolution. I'm saying make a new life resolution now. And you say yes to Jesus. Yes to who he is. Yes to the purpose of why he has called you and to whom he has called you to be. Because in the same way that Jesus came with a clear purpose, so have you. When you say yes to Jesus, you find the purpose of who you are and who you are called to be in every single possible way. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, right now, we just ask you to come. Fill us afresh in this moment right now. Fill us with great purpose. Fill us with great life. In Jesus' name. And we all said,